as a movement professional, one of the things you know better than most is how powerful movement can be to everybody, not just those who are fit and athletic and and workout focused, but also those who have physical and neurological limitations. In fact, I'm sure that during the course of your career, it's those clients who you've worked with, those who have some physical or neurological limitations, some debilitation, whether that's mild or severe, they're the clients who stand out. They're the clients who you're most proud of. And perhaps for some of you, they're the clients that you truly love to work with. Today, I'm joined by Trent McIntyre, who has developed a very creative uh, program to help studio owners and Pilates teachers and instructors to develop the skills and the tools to work with those types of clients. And today he's sharing with us more about how movement professionals can support those people who need more movement in their lives. Well, hi there. I'm Sarah Glanfield. I'm a business and marketing strategist just for boutique fitness studio owners like you. If you're ready to be inspired and make a bigger impact, you're in the right place. All you need are a few key strategies, the right mindset, and some support along the way. Join me as I share the real-life insights that will help you grow a sustainable and profitable studio. This is the Pilates Business Podcast. Welcome back to the Pilates Business Podcast. I'm Saran, and I am so glad that you're here with me today. I am joined by an industry leader, Trent McIntyre, who has been teaching for more than 25 years. His focus has actually been on helping uh, people gain back the mobility, um, a story that he actually knows very, very well. Because you might not know this about Trent, but he was actually born with a mild form of cerebral palsy. And so he experienced pain and stiffness every day from the time that he was a child. And the methods that Trent discovered over the course of his young life is to was to, to help him to repair his own body, but also has become the foundation for his focus today and the work that he is doing right now, supporting people who are going through perhaps the rehabilitation process or are post the rehabilitation process in the more formal medical field and are in a place where they aren't quite back to where they want to be. So Trent, welcome to the Pilates Business Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate you taking the time. Oh, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. Absolutely. So why don't you talk to us a little bit about um, where your kind of career has focused, um, especially over the course of the last few years um, and and what what that kind of looks like in your world right now? Yeah, I think the best way to frame this would be to look at leading up to pandemic and then post pandemic, because that's really where there was a big shift for me. Um, Pre-pandemic, I had been working for many years and using my own history of having a brain injury as the foundation for what I was doing. That was always informing the solutions I would come up with and how I would help other professionals help their clients. When the one, when I had to shut down, we had a six month shutdown in my studio and it really turned into um, a complicated situation where I, I figured, well, you know, I can't travel. I can't do the thing that I would normally do. I can't be 
teaching courses all over the world like I had been doing for years. So what do I want to do? And I watched my friends and colleagues, you know, scramble and and do things online and find all of these, you know, viable solutions for them. And I decided that I would ask myself the question and give myself time to answer it. So I asked myself, when things are really re-energized and rolling again, how do I want to show up? What is it, what is it that's needed to, to really have an impact? And I allowed myself the space to answer that question and not rush the answer. And I think in the past I would rush it. I would like, what's my next program? And I would write it and I would build it and I would film it and I would, I would book it or whatever. But I really was like, what is the answer? How do I want to show up? And over and over again, one word kept popping up and that was leadership. And making the choice to create the space for that to show up and then listening, going, yeah, it's leadership. That's what's next. When I show up, I've got to show up at a higher level of leadership than I've ever showed up in my career because people are depending on more and better information. People are depending on the support for their clients that are suffering for, for all the different scenarios neurologically and beyond that really require a new lens. So that's, so that's really, that's, you know, two years has flown by, but to find that answer and to then spend the time building something that's I'm the most proud of in my entire career. I'm, I'm just beyond thrilled with how I get to show up now. It feels like more of an honor than work right now. Wonderful. Wonderful. So tell us a little bit about what you've been working on, what, what your project looks like right now. Yeah. So, so it's, it's really centered around what I call the movement gap. And, and that's where your clients that have finished the physical therapy or done everything they can inside the medical model, but they haven't quite restored the quality of life. They don't have their life back. They haven't found the solution that really helps them feel like they're a whole person again. And they fall into what I call the movement gap. And that's where so many of my clients live and so many of, of the clients that of teachers that I've worked with over the years. And I felt like it was really time to name that space so that we could have a conversation that was more meaningful around that space and to help clients understand like, yeah, you're not crazy. Like you're really in this very difficult space where, you know, you're, you're, you, you had a fantastic experience with your physical therapist. They're probably really great, but now you're 60 or 80% better and you're dismissed and insurance doesn't cover it. And now you're all on your own. And that tear off sheet they gave you just isn't enough to continue work at home. And so, you know, being able to name it, have conversations around it, talk to other professionals and have a frame and a lens to look through. So we know what we're talking about. It's not just, you know, better Pilates for the sake of better Pilates, but like, what does this mean for someone's life? Right. And everyone who, who, you know, when you, when, when clients come into the studio and work with a Pilates teacher for perhaps the first time after having been through some sort of physical therapy or rehabilitation program, they're coming possibly with some many different sort of um, ideas about what they work, what they will be working on, or how they will be working through that next phase. Um, and they probably also show up with um, hesitations and concerns that folks who haven't been through 
um, or haven't had that experience where they have been in six months of physical therapy and haven't been able to move their bodies without pain or have had, you know, have had major surgery and they're coming through the side of it. And they, they're showing up with, with, um, with some, with some thoughts and, and beliefs that perhaps might be causing them some hesitation, you know, and there's also, there's a lot, there's a lot to unpack there, right? If you're, if you are the teacher who is taking on that client, um, it's not necessarily just about, you know, assessment and movement. There's a lot of this, the whole picture. Yeah. The assessment and movement's the easy part. That's right. really like, that's <laughs> the easy part. And, you know, I, I, I give this advice a lot and I, I think it's worth mentioning at, 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 as in response to what you're saying is that I think Pilates teachers often don't understand how powerful and how impactful their work is beyond just really mindful, wonderful exercise that has great benefits. Because for someone who's lost hope that they meet you and they're like, wow, yeah, that's great. And I feel great. And I love this, but you give me hope. Like, I feel like part, I'm getting part of me back. I don't think enough Pilates teachers really embrace their role in being able to provide that. And I think oftentimes when that new person walks in the studio, there's a trap. There's this, there's this Pilates trap that happens where instructors talk about their tools and they say, oh, this is the reformer and this has springs and it's progressive resistance. And we have this, 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 this straps and these ropes. And I, I equate it to, it's like, well, why do you go to the dentist? It's like, you don't go to the dentist so they can be like, this is my drill. And this is how hard it works. And this is what it's going to chop away on your teeth. No, you go, I go because I want a better smile. I want to have a healthier mouth. Like the, the benefits are really what you want to talk about, not the tools they're going to use and that you don't understand anyway. You know, new clients don't understand what a reformer is, for example. But when you ask them the question, you know, why, why us? You know, you could go anywhere. There's, there's Pilates all over. Why did you decide to come in to, and talk to, talk to me right now? Um, why now? What's happened in your life that you want to do you want to do this now? And what would it mean if you could, you know, fill in the, the, the gaps and feel like you're not stuck? How does, what does that mean for the implications in your life? That's where the conversations get really valuable and rich. True. Absolutely. And I talk about that a lot here on the podcast. I, I call, I say, you've got to let people know what the possibilities are when they're in, when they walk in the door, you've got to let people know. And that comes through in your marketing, comes through in your brand message. It comes through in your brand promise. Um, and in, in every place, because, you know, everybody can move their bodies alone, right? People can lay on the floor at home and they can do all the things like they do on the tear out sheet that the physical therapist gave them, but that's not going to get them where they want to go. What they need is what, what you're offering, what teachers are offering, what studios are offering, because they need that extra help. They need your eyes on them. They need your guidance. And so, I absolutely agree. And I think that um, the more that you can kind of paint that picture of what's possible, um, the more like, the more you're able to actually help uh, your clients because they're able to then understand, you know, why they need to be committed to their movement practice, why they need to show up and how they need to show up so that you're kind of on the same page from, from day one. Yeah. And there really is a, a powerful relationship between, you know, the client and the instructor and, and powerful things can happen in that relationship that can't happen when they're by themselves. You know, neurologically, your body seeks homeostasis. Your body wants what's familiar. So when you're by yourself, you're going to lean toward what's familiar and what feels easy and, and is easier. But when you have your, your instructor with you, they know how to assess where your edge is and how to pull you along so that you're not just staying 
in that homeostasis place, but you're actually establishing a new homeostasis. You're a better one that's more productive and more supportive for your life. Right. And that's really how, you know, clients make progress, right? And that's why they showed up in the first place because they can't do what they what they the what they want to get, they cannot do alone. If they yeah. did, could, they would. <laughs> yeah, and, and I like to talk, I like to name that too. I like to name why that's a why that's a, why that's a thing. I teach my clients like I want you to understand what homeostasis is. Like there's a reason why you can't do it by yourself. It's not because you're less than. It's not because you're stupid. It's because your brain wants to keep you comfortable. <laughs> and so if 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 you understand that that's why it's happening, you can go, oh, it's not because, you know, I just can't do it. I'm, I'm not good enough. Or I'm just somehow have this negative self-talk that we already have too much of. It just kind of feeds into that negative self-talk that's there. But actually that, you know, my instructor is going to help me push an edge that I can't push on my own just because that's just how we're wired. It's how we're, how we're built neurologically. Right. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about, um, how you're helping your clients through the work that you're doing, what that, how you, how you help your clients through that movement gap. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's, it's really what I call a whole brain approach, you know, in, in Pilates, Pilates instructors are incredibly skilled at the proprioception category. This, this idea of, of moving joints and fascia and nerve glide and all the components around the, the tissue and the signals that come in from those soft tissues to the brain. And with a whole brain approach, what I'm doing is, is really uh, expanding the same kind of assessment in processes with the proprioception into higher order sensory systems. So it's like this. I look at in- incorporating the visual system and the proprioception system along with that excuse me, visual system and the vestibular system along with that proprioception system. So those three things working together. So because Pilates instructors are already so good at proprioception category, it's it's really a natural transition because you're applying the same kind of movement skills. And oftentimes we don't think of your eyes and inner ear from a movement perspective. You know, you go to see eye doctor and you go to a vestibular specialist and those are really important places to have as resources. But when we're looking at movement professionals, then it's a whole brain approach is moving your eyes and moving your vestibular system as, a, as a, an intentional way in your session. And that's, that's really where you get compounded results because the, the brain listens to the eyes first. The eyes have the strongest connection to the brain. And so if your eyes are open, that information is being considered first. And that information is not just the sharpness that you see in like the visual acuity of like how well you can read something, but literally how, how coordinated your eyes are, how well they work together, their range of motion, the strength in different directions, because movement requires your eyes to move in those directions. Because if you can't move your eyes in directions, it limits your range of motion in your body and what movements you'll do that will feel safe. So when you start opening your client's world into eye movement and vestibular movement, it just changes everything. And it actually makes your job a lot easier. So what do you do to support that? Because that doesn't sound like something that is necessarily taught in a regular Pilates teacher training program. No, it's, it's not. I mean, the, the thing is, is that that's really where the proprioception is taught. Like it's just uh, teacher training programs are exceptional at teaching that category. And so I, I, for me, you know, it's again, my own personal experience becomes my platform for my career. So yes, part of my story is I was born with a brain injury. And so, you know, I, I didn't know until I was 19 that I had, that I was born with cerebral palsy. And so that certainly informed you know, how I look at the world and how I look at problem solving. Um, but also 
I was in my 30s before I could read a book without falling asleep. And when I discovered um, my own deficit in my eye coordination, and then was able to develop strategies and exercises around solving that, and then watched my, not only my reading ability, but my athletic performance and my, my pain reduction all go in crazy directions. It was like, this has to be a direction that I go. And what I realized is that, you know, there are a lot of really great vision therapists that exist, and there's a lot of great tools that are already around. But just my opinion is they're just really boring. <laughs> they're not very, they're not very fun. And, you know, I'm really like an eight-year-old inside. So it's really got to be fun. I really want it to be fun. And, and I realized with clients, if it's not fun, they're not paying attention anyway. They're, it's, they're, they're going to shut down on it. So I just, I decided I needed to invent the solution. And that's where they were, the brain speed ball came in. I invented the brain speed ball as a, as a solution to incorporating visual and vestibular movement into a session as a very easy way where clients don't even know that's what they're doing. They're playing a game, it's, it lasts a couple minutes, it's super fast, but then when they're done, they're like, uh, I'm more flexible. Uh, my pelvis isn't crooked anymore. Uh, I'm feeling more confident in my movement. What's going on, you know? And it really sparks great conversation. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And so wh- when, how, how, um, how do you work with those clients that you're working with and how long do you work with them for? Do they go through a, a is it a program that they, you put them through or how do you, how does that relationship kind of evolve? Yeah, it's, it's like any, any client before these neural tools existed. You, you want to see what they're able to do. You know, what, what are their capabilities? Where are their gaps? Really, what are you trying to fill in? And you're look, it's really a discovery process. And I think this is where, um, for me, uh, to, to really think about this in terms of divergent problem solving versus convergent problem solving. So if I had a program for my clients, that means I already know the answer. I already know what they need. Here's, here's my, my tear-off sheet that all my clients go through, <laughs> and that's what they need. Well, we all know that like you could have 10 clients with Parkinson's, and each of them are different. So instead of knowing the answer ahead of time and feeling the pressure to be right, First, before you even see them move, I ask them to move and then show me what they need. And then based on what I'm seeing, I go, okay, well, clearly we need more of this or that. And, I'll, and that's why I'll reach to the, the tool that makes the most sense for the situation. Awesome. Really interesting. And so um, how do you um, work with, I mean, presumably, you know, th- this is any Pilates teacher or studio owner is going to go through their career. And at some point they will work with folks who are in this movement gap, right? If not, you know, and, and, and it, I think it very much depends on, and this kind of goes back to, you know, um, business and clients and ideal clients, but some studios will naturally have a tendency to attract people who are in that world. And some studios will have a tendency to not attract those types of people. And if you are an instructor or a teacher or a studio owner who tends to work and enjoys working with um, people who are in that place where they do, they have limitations, um, and, and need your help in that regard. What tools are out there for teachers and studio owners and Pilates teachers to evolve and, and grow in, in, in supporting their clients in that way? Yeah. So if somebody doesn't have the tools they need, I mean, that's really where the, I spent the last two years developing my program. That was, you know, what is, what is, what do, what do I do when leadership is the word that comes to mind? Like, what does that mean? And what it really meant was creating an environment where a teacher can come into the environment and not, 
be given an education fire hose, which is how we typically learn as Pilates teachers. You show up to your workshop and you're given a thousand things to go do. You remember 5% of them and you go back and you, you shy away from trying the things that you learned because you don't know how to do them very well. They're not really expert at them. So I decided to create an environment where we build and strengthen your ability to be a divergent problem solver by giving you like essential components to get you started with a neuro tool. And then what I've done is I created what I call a brain lab. And so in our brain labs, um, I've created experiments. And so I, I give an experiment to the people in the group and it, it tells them basics like what neuro tool you're gonna use, when you're gonna use it, and in what context you're gonna use it. And then you go run that same experiment with all of your clients so that you can gather data, gather data points. So what's happened when I, when I run these tools? So you can understand more on the results of them as, as a way of informing what you do next versus, okay, I have, the, I have the, the brain speed chart that I use and I use it with these kinds of people. And then you memorize that and that's what you do. Instead, you run an experiment with everybody and then you see what happens. And then because we're in a group, we, we come together as a group and then have a discussion around those data points. Like what happened? And we might all have clients that have you know, MS, for example, and we all ran the same experiment. We have different results. And how exciting is it to see and educational is it to see all the different ways that that can affect someone's quality of life and movement. And so that creates healthy discussion around the topics. Right. And then I think you're more open to learning too, as a teacher, you know, I think it's a shift, isn't it? In um, sort of perspective, if you, if you kind of expect yourself to have all the answers, right. And, and you kind of perhaps walk into a room and you're met with a client who is, is perhaps a little bit challenging and makes you think a little bit. And if you kind of put that pressure on yourself to have all the answers versus if you say to yourself, okay, let's just do this thing and let's see what happens. And then let's see, let's, then we'll figure out the next step from there. It's a different kind of um, mindset, you know, and probably one that is going to benefit both you and your clients longer term. Yeah. And let's, let's connect this right to the fact this is the Pilates business podcast. Let's connect this to business. Okay. Because the reality is that if you become known in your community for someone who's going to hold space and problem solve for your clients, you're going to build trust like you, like you could never imagine. And so when you have a client that trusts you because they know no matter how they're feeling, you're going to find a solution for them. That's what they're going to tell their friends. Just go like they'll, they'll figure something out for you. That's just what they do. And, and that becomes your calling card. That becomes part of your brand and your marketing. And that's, and it's just you showing up. It's, it's nothing that's been fabricated or contrived or, you know, it's just how you're showing up. And then that becomes how others talk about you. A hundred percent. Absolutely. 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 So do you find often that the teachers and, and instructors that you work with, um, come to you because they have clients who are in the movement gap or are they, interested in working with more clients like that, how do people tend to find you? Yeah, there's three really clear profiles of people that, that, that come in. One is that they have these, this condition or conditions themselves. They might have um, a traumatic brain injury. Maybe they have MS. You know, maybe their sister has Parkinson's. You know, it's like a, either them or someone close has the condition. Um, or they have a ton of clients with various neurological issues maybe not even all diagnosed, just, you know, we're all neurological. So you don't have to have a diagnosed issue to get support in that movement gap and come from that whole brain approach. Um, but the third one is people are like, you know, I really have been teaching Pilates as fitness for a long time. And I really want something more. I want to, I want to stretch myself. And I feel like this would be a great way to do that. And, 
And it's worth mentioning at this point that you're still teaching Pilates. You know, one of the concerns people that come into um, like a conversation about the program and they're like, okay, so then what, what, what kind of teacher am I when I'm done? Like, what am I teaching? I'm like, you're teaching Pilates. <laughs> and what I'm doing is I'm giving you a lens to look through and a foundation to look through and a way to problem solve. And then giving you these neuro tools that you can integrate into your session. And they just last like 30 seconds to a minute. They're really fast tools and they're, they're part of exercises. You can incorporate it into your Pilates exercise. So it's not like, okay, now we're doing brain exercises and now we're doing Pilates. It's, it's all with the brain. It's just, it's a, how to integrate it. So you're still that Pilates teacher that they can rely on. You just have extra ninja moves, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sounds good. No. So, and then though, presumably, you know, yes, you can use those tools with people who need, you know, truly show that they need them, but I'd imagine they're tools that everyone could benefit from. Yeah. And that's the thing is that, you know, that's why I don't like to think of, a, think of them as like, if you have a problem, that's why you use the tools. Because we all have a brain. We all need support visually, vestibular, proprioception. We need that whole brain approach. And oftentimes, even with uh, like the pro athletes that I work with, you know, their deficits are typically not that they're not strong enough, that their muscles aren't strong enough, or they think that they're not flexible. But actually, the reality is they haven't been training their visual system or they have an imbalance in their vestibular system. And you just address that quickly and they can run faster. They can jump higher. They get injured less. They can, their visual field's bigger so they can see the ball coming. You know, all of these things that, that expand their world that they don't have a, a neurological diagnosis to get the benefit. Right, right. And so with the um, whole brain approach and the program that you have, what's your goal? What's your hope that it will? Yeah, it... I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> um, I mean, that's really where the exciting part is. I mean, the program is, is, is what makes the program special to me is that um, we spend a year together. And at the end of the year, there's an event. And that event um, is centered around solving a problem for a particular group of people. So what's happening in this year is that we're going to be putting on an event with, um, it's called Brain Lab Live, and it's for those with Parkinson's and their loved ones. And so we are going to be partnering with the Michael J. Fox Foundation to provide uh, an event that the people in the program have designed. They're going to come up with what kind of drills and exercises and experiences that these people will, exp will, will go through when they show up to the event. And then they're going to be the presenters and the people who deliver the event when they arrive. So they're going to have created the event and deliver the event to have an impact on these people's lives. Um, and, as, and actually, as we get closer, I'm going to be opening the invitation to the event to Pilates teachers to come and participate. So they won't be presenters, but they actually get to go through the same experience that the, those with Parkinson's and the loved ones would be learning so that they can see and relate and understand really how to have a bigger impact. Because in the end, that's what it's about. It's about having an impact. So that, that end of the year event is what we're working toward. But bigger than that, each person in the program has their own goal of how they want to have an impact in their local community. And so the group is also an incubator for their impact event in whatever way they're showing up. So they bring their ideas to the group and then the group is supporting them to move it along and give them new ways to think about so they can go have a bigger impact in their local community. Fantastic. That sounds so exciting. A very, very impressive program. Thank you so much for taking the time to, to share um, all about what you've been working on, the whole brain approach and the movement gap. Um, I know that this is a topic that, you know, when it comes to uh, 
to continuing education and evolving skills as a teacher and instructor that, you know, when working with special populations and developing and increasing your toolkit is only going to help you to work with more clients and more people and have a bigger impact. So thank you so much for putting the program together and taking the time to, to do that. Oh, really my pleasure. Thank you. And share with us today. I appreciate that trend. Now, before we hop off, um, why don't you share just quickly where people can find you? I will link to all in the show notes, but where can people find out more about the program and what you're working on right now? Yeah. So just go to the website, themovementgap.com, and then you can see the mission and you can read about my story in more detail and um, talk about how I failed first grade and what that, how that informs the work that I do. And, um, and if you want to get more, know more about the program, you can put your name on a list and make sure that you're invited for more information when it opens up again. Fantastic. Thanks again, Trent. I really appreciate you taking the time to be here with us today. Oh, my pleasure. Wonderful. Well, I hope you enjoyed this uh, episode of the Pilates Business Podcast, and I hope it was helpful to you. And if it was, be sure to never miss another episode by hitting that follow or subscribe button, whichever button it is that is on the app that you're listening to this podcast on right now. Um, I hope you have a great rest of your week and I will see you next time. Did you love this episode and want more? Head to spring3.com and check out my free resources that will help you run a profitable and fulfilling studio business. And before you go, one last reminder, there is no one way to do what you do, only your way. So whatever it is that you want to do, create or offer, you've got this. Thanks again for joining me today and have a wonderful rest of your day. Ooh.